He's from another land. Scotland. What Scotland? He sounds like he's not from the States. Scotch Kale Podcast. Welcome to the Scotch Kale Podcast, sponsored by Absolutely Nobody. Before we get this podcast started today, I want you to look down at that subscriber button and hit it to follow the Scotch Kill podcast. Have you done it yet? I'm waiting on you. Alright then, thanks for subscribing and welcome to the Scotch Kill podcast. Today I have a brand new guest. I'm joined today by my girlfriend Zoe. Welcome Zoe. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Good, thanks. So this is your first time on the podcast. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Feeling ready to talk about movies because I like a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not really true. Though. <laughs> See, me and Zoe watch a lot on the television, but we don't necessarily watch a lot of movies. We're really more of Netflix people. Well, I like a lot of movies. It's just hard for me to decide on any particular ones. We are the sort of people that will sit for 20 minutes and go through all the movies that are on there and then decide that we don't want to watch any of them. And we'll just go back Mm -hmm. and watch The Office. That's true. Because that's kind of what happens every single night. We did that last night, so. Honestly, it's not the worst thing in the world. I, I love The Office, so. I would like to argue that I'm probably one of the biggest Office fans that there is. That's a pretty bold claim. I I mean, I think I can back it up fairly well. To be fair, um, a few nights ago, <clears throat> Zoe and I and a couple of our friends were at an Office trivia night. And there were two games. And the first game, uh, we actually won. And what did we win, Zoe? Um, we want a free vacation to uh, a location of our choice. Yeah, so the some of the places were like Orlando and Las Vegas, and there's places in Mexico and Cancun, Cancun Singapore, there's, Thailand. Yeah, there's loads of different places, which was really cool. If it was actually possible for me to go on these vacations. Yeah. So for some reason, I to which I still don't quite understand we're not allowed to mix visas when they send us on these free vacations. So either Kyle would get to go alone um, and the other five people on the team would kind of just stay behind or the other five, since we're all American citizens, we could go on vacation. So I'm not exactly sure how all of that works. If it's something with, cause they're paying for the hotel, not our flights or anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is that the five of you are going and I'm not, I think that was, um, for anyone that's listening that's from the UK, the, there was only one place that I was allowed to go out of all the choices, and I was waiting for him to tell me, and then he says, yeah, it's a place in Spain, it's called Tenerife, and I was just thinking to myself, anyone from the UK will know that that is like, everyone from the UK has been to Tenerife, it's like mm. the holiday destination for families, so... um I thought I'd pass and mm. let you guys go somewhere. Maybe we'll go to Tenerife because I don't think any of us have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really don't understand that fully why there's visa issues because, like Zoe said, it's the, they pay for the hotel, nothing to do with the flights. So I, d- I don't know why that would be an issue. 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. We should try to argue on that because you also contributed to our winnings. That's true. A couple of times. Although Zoe very much led the team. Uh, honestly, I think had no one else been there, then she still probably would have won. Well, thank you for saying that. I I had gone to the trivia night the year before. They had another office trivia night. Um, and I was disappointed in myself because my team only managed to get about halfway in the rankings. And again, with The Office being my favorite TV show, I thought I'd do much better. So for the past year, I've rewatched the series a few times, uh, as well as listening to several podcasts about the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every car journey we go on, we'll listen to these podcasts. Um, and we were listening to one for a while, and then zoe didn't like it anymore so we were i think we were at they they go episode by episode and we made it like the start of season three with these people and then zoe didn't like it anymore so we've now switched to a new podcast and honestly i think the one we're listening to is better well the cool thing about this one is that they for those of you that only if you've seen the show and you watch it on netflix um, they don't have any of the deleted scenes or the commentary like the box set does. So the people that host this podcast actually own the box set. So for every episode, they'll include deleted scenes and then commentary by the actors and the producers. And it's really cool getting those behind the scene details. So. Yeah. And actually for the first game of trivia that we played, it was because Zoe had been listening to this podcast that we got the final question right, which actually put us into first place because before that we were second so it's very true however i would like to say <laughs> that there was this round of trivia and he switched the rules up on us so for anyone that was behind if they weren't in the top two rankings they could if they were to get a question right that the top two teams didn't know the answer to or they just didn't answer and the bottom team managed to get it right they completely jumped the rankings and got to go into first. And I think that happened to us and the other top team as well. So I think that put us behind. And then by the time we got to the last question, that kind of got us back up to where I felt we belonged. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird because the guy that hosted the trivia night, the office one, uh, he hosts another trivia every Tuesday that we go to. And honestly, it would make more sense if that rule applied in the Tuesday night game rather than the game we were playing there. Only because the Tuesday night games, the maximum prize now is only is like $25. Mm-hmm. So, but the max prize for the office was a vacation. Yeah. So you, do you think it'd only be fair that the person that wins is somebody who got the most points? But that necessarily wouldn't have been the case. However, for both the games, that was the case. Mm-hmm. But like, it could have been... I know the team that came in third for the first game was a team that were doing really, really poorly mm-hmm. right up until the end of the second round and then that thing happened. Yeah, they jumped to first. And they went to first and then we ended up taking over and so did this other team. Mm-hmm. But they still finished third. I think it was actually the, the sponsors of the event. Oh, yeah. Well, they knew a good amount. Yeah. Well, they were better in the second game, I have to say. That's true. I would like to say that I... By the time we got to the event, I had completely forgotten that it was for a vacation. And I know that at the beginning of the game, he even mentioned it was for a vacation. But honestly, I was playing for the bragging rights of it all. <laughs> um, 
And they also gave away some free shirts. So I got this wonderful shirt with, if you've seen the show, it has Dwight Schrute on it. And he has his shirt sleeve pushed up and he's exposing his bicep. And he's asking, do you have your tickets to the gun show? So um, I would say that all in all, it was a great night. If that were to be the only thing that I got out of the event, I would have been happy. But a free vacation is pretty cool as well. Yeah, I mean, we did pretty well. I think I counted there were 12 prizes in total, and I think our team came up with five of them mm-hmm. uh, during the second game when we won with the, pri- the We won the second shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a girl on another team cussed at me, so that was great. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> real poor sportsmanship right there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing about the quiz that we go to is that it's different than conventional quizzes and a lot of it's to do with not only getting the correct answer, but the speed in which you get the correct answer. Yeah. And for the ones that was prizes, it's the fastest at correct answer wins and we won a load of them um, and they weren't very happy about it. But No, I think they were tired of hearing our name. That's okay because we walked away with the prizes and they didn't. That's very true. And we got a gift card in the second game, so... That's true. That's each okay. game was pretty well worth our time for a free for a free quiz exactly i can't complain so i want to ask you so you obviously love the office Mm -hmm. but if you have to i'm going to put you on the spot here as well and i know you don't love that but (laughs) what is your favorite office episode of all time oh okay so Am I allowed to split it? Because I would like to give an honorable mention to a cold open, but I don't necessarily know that that's my favorite. You know, before episode. I even asked you, I knew you were going to do something split. <laughs> so I'm not that bothered just because I know you as a person. So um, yeah, you can give your honorable mention and then you can pick. Okay. Well, I know for sure that my favorite cold open, for those of you that don't know what a cold open is, basically... um. In some shows, like The Office, they'll have a short clip at the beginning of the episode before the credits um, for the TV show and the theme song and everything. And typically, it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the episode. Um, but my favorite cold open is definitely Dwight's fire drill, his fire safety drill, where basically, um, apparently, Dwight has given several fire safety trainings to the office and he didn't feel like anyone paid attention or took them seriously so he decided to really step it up a notch and create his very own simulation of a fire um, just to make sure how that the people in the office actually knew what to do in case of a fire. Um, So basically he goes around and locks all the doors um, and gets a flame, not a flamethrower, what's that little bunsen burner kind of thing oh yeah i can't think what it's called it's like a torch basically he gets a torch and heats up all the door handles so when the office employees go to touch them to see if they're warm they'll burn their hands um he starts a fire in a trash can outside of the office so that it creates smoke um he cuts all the phone wires and basically from the beginning of the cold open until the end it's just absolute nonsense Someone falls through the ceiling, a cat gets thrown. It's it's amazing. It's just absolute chaos for several minutes, and it's so funny. And it's just my absolute favorite cold open. Now, 
If you have a few minutes, look it up on YouTube. It'll make your day. I might be mixing up episodes. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you will. But is that technically a cold open episode? Because is there not part with David Wallace later on talking about what Blade did? No, it's still like, I think it's still technically a cold open just because it's before the credits. Oh, okay. Is that, is it, I didn't know. If, I don't know if that's... Because obviously it slightly relates to what goes on later. Yeah. Because obviously David Wallace talks to him about well, what Well, and I think some of them relate to later in the episode. Some of them don't. Okay. Um, Like I know another popular one. It's not one of my favorites. It kind of makes me sad as when Kevin goes and spills his chili everywhere and he... It's like a voiceover and he's talking about how he makes it and he's so proud of making it. And then you see him walking to the office and he just spills this entire like gallons and gallons worth of chili. And it's just the saddest thing because he's falling over and trying to scrape it off the carpet. And a lot of people love that one, but it just makes me feel so sad for Kevin (laughs) because I love him. Um, Okay, so. But that's my favorite cold open. It's just so funny and it's so short, but it just makes me laugh every time I see it. So what about episode now? So that one's hard. I unpopular opinion. I really, really enjoy the finale to the show. I don't know that that's necessarily my favorite, but as far as finales go, I feel like it tied everything up in ways that I was very happy with it ending. Um, like with. Dwight and Angela, like, the whole series, they are on again, off again, and they ended up getting together, which was nice to see, and Jim and Pam had been fighting in earlier seasons, and they seem to be in a really good place, and it's just, Aaron, something random, Aaron's, she was a foster child growing up, and they did a commentary with all of the people that were in the documentary, and her birth mother just showed up and found her so that was something that I feel like fans didn't even expect to see but that was really sweet so I don't know that that's necessarily my favorite but that's a good one I I cry and I laugh every time I watch that one I think the one that really stands out to me I want to say is dinner party which if you need a refresher Mike was with Jan at the time and they invite Jim and Pam and Angela and Andy who are engaged at this point over to the, to Michael's condo and they have dinner. And I believe it was written, that episode was written by Ricky Gervais. You might have to fact check me on that, but, um, for those of you that don't know, Ricky Gervais was, he wrote, he was one of the writers and he starred in the original office which was a uk television show um but i don't think that had more than was it one or two seasons mm, that could i I'd, I'd, I'd be lying if i actually knew for okay. sure i don't think it went past one but i could be wrong he plays a character called david brett yeah but he he was the original um the original michael scott character i want to say and was one of the writers for the show and um in the episode dinner party, there's just a lot of awful, cringy, uncomfortable moments. 
Um, is that the episode also where Jan throws the dundee? Yes, uh, and absolutely smashes Michael. His he, little plasma screen TV. He calls it his plasma screen, and you he's so proud of it. He mounts it into the wall himself. And if you were just listening to the way he was talking about it, you'd think it was this giant, beautiful TV. And honestly... It's like 16 inches or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know. It's honestly probably 12 inches. And it's just... He doesn't even sit down on the furniture. He walks up to it and he pulls it out of the wall and he makes a comment saying something like, sometimes I'll just turn it on and I'll stand here and watch it for hours because if he were to sit down and watch it, I don't think he'd be able to see what was on the screen. But it's just absolute cringeworthy humor. Um, and you can kind of see where that British humor comes in with Ricky Gervais's writing for it. So that one definitely stands out in my mind as one of the better episodes. I think, I mean, firstly, if you if you're listening to this and you've never watched the U.S. Office, then you're really missing out, and arguably one of the best TV shows ever. I I would happily say. Also, I've spoiled a lot of it, and I probably should have said spoiler alert because I gave away a lot of stuff in my few minutes of talking about it. To be but... fair, when you see the title of this and it says the office in there if you haven't seen the office it probably doesn't 100 percent make sure it um, makes sense that you've clicked on this yeah. so <laughs> honestly spoilers don't matter but if you do happen to be listening to this and haven't watched the the u.s office i'd highly recommend it it's a really funny show steve carell is fantastic Um, he's in it for you know as the main character and seven uh, seasons of it yeah yeah Oh, that was another spoiler as well. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know that he leaves the show, that's your own fault. It aired in, I think, 2005. Like, it's, it's been it's long t- enough if you late, haven't seen it's it. It's too late for spoilers, isn't it? <laughs> if you haven't yeah. seen it, I don't feel bad um, for spoiling it. But a lot of people try to make comparisons between the US and the UK office. Mm. Um, and being someone from the UK, I don't, I can't really see the arguments for them. In the sense that, you know, the UK office only had a couple of seasons. It was great, you know. Um, that was Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, who are also the producers, or two of the producers for the US Open, or US Open, US office. I think they had a lot to do with the first season. I'm not sure how much they wrote for later seasons. Yeah. I mean, I know they have executive producer credits for, like, the whole thing. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it was kind of their idea, so that, yeah, I'm not so, sure how involved yeah, they were with everything, but... But the the thing I will say is that I feel the UK office, the humour in it, is very UK-based. Mm. I don't think it works super well in an international audience. Yeah. I know a lot of like my American friends that have watched it that don't find it as funny because they don't understand the humor i think where you british you'd find it a lot funnier mm-hmm. but a lot of the jokes and the references are are british humor and it you know it doesn't it doesn't translate you know yeah well and it it's hard because now they've taken it off netflix so i'm not exactly sure how i would access it um but i know years ago it was on and I tried to watch it. I'm not exactly sure how old I was at the time, but I think I watched maybe the first episode and I just couldn't get into it really. 
Um, I have to say, that's kind of similar, though, to the, the US office. The well, first episode is really hard to watch. And honestly, that's what I was about to say, because I when I started watching The Office, I don't think that I started from the beginning. I actually started, I think, season five I started, which is kind of an odd place to jump into it, because you miss a lot of... Character building. Yeah. And relationship building. Yeah, and you miss a lot of how these characters have interacted with each other in previous seasons. But um, that's kind of where I started out. And then I backtracked from there. So I knew that it got better. <laughs> but I feel like if I were to sit down and watch that first episode, it's definitely a little rough to get through. Even watching it now, I feel terribly uncomfortable during some of the first few episodes and I think that they're they want to do that because if you look at the UK pilot episode and the US pilot episode they're almost shot for shot for the entire episode they're very similar yeah and so I think that's why the first episode can be kind of difficult to watch because it does have that British humor that we're not really used to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just because I, I go back now and I watch it and I think it's hilarious, but I am terribly uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. I <laughs> but I also it. know the characters, so I know that I ended up liking everything about it. So. Yeah, I get you. But, you know, you you talk all this talk about being an Office super fan. Mm -hmm. And I know that you won a trivia night. Yeah. However... I want to put your knowledge to the test. All right. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I have them on my screen here, and you're beside me, so I don't want you to look at them. Okay. But I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. And I want to see how you get on, okay? Mm hmm And you, we can confirm you've not seen these questions beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what questions you pulled up. Okay. I'll ask you... Let me ask you five questions, okay? Okay. So, question one. What movie was The Office watching for Movie Mondays? Oh, it's Varsity Blues. <laughs> okay, great. They're watching Varsity Blues. Great. Okay. They've also, they aren't watching this in the current episode but pam also mentions that they've watched an episode of entourage several times and then michael does a terrible accent he goes entourage <laughs> continue a lot of information i hope that was enough okay <laughs> continue okay then what is dwight's salary and his fantasy about a b&b &B in hell I think, I think it's 80,000. That's correct. Is it? Is yeah. it exactly 80,000? Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. Correct. <laughs> wow. okay. And isn't he, is he co-managers with Satan? Mm -hmm. Okay. co-manager with Satan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, um, <laughs> that's two and two. Okay, I'm hoping you, you get at least one of these wrong, because... They are hard episodes. Yeah, but I've talked so much about being the best, so that'd be kind of embarrassing at this point. <laughs> Question three. What is Dwight's mum's name? Oh. It's something with an H. 
I want to say it's Hedda or something. That's correct. Is it Hedda? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. I don't know where you pull this knowledge from. That's three and three. Okay, so we'll go for a fourth question. Oh, see, I've got a lot of questions here, but I also can see a lot of questions that were um, asked during our quiz night that mm. are on this this quiz as well. Dwight's mom's name might have been on the quiz. I think it was. Actually. Yeah. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. What was the name of the boom mic operator who was fired in season nine? Brian. Right? Yeah. yeah. Brian, yeah, that's it. Okay, four for four. <laughs> okay, final question. And I think this is a hard name, a hard question. Okay. Because okay, I want the full name. Oh. It's got a full name okay. here. Okay, okay. What character is allergic to peanuts? Oh, oh, you want his middle name. And I want to see if you know it. I'll, you know, I'm going to give you credit for knowing the, the character, but... Okay, so it's D'Angelo Vickers, which... Okay. Isn't really a big character in the series. He's played by Will Ferrell for I think it's three or four episodes. I want to say. I want to say his middle name is something like Darimetrius, or something really close to that. As something really close to that. Wait. It's even sillier than that. It's, it's it's close. Just change the first letter. I know it's not the first. I know it's the first letter. Darimetrius. Mm. See, no other letter I put there sounds right. right. It's great. Yeah, the, the actual answer is Jeremy Trius. No! <laughs> with, like a, with like a G. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, but honestly, sad. I'm still very amazed at how good your knowledge is. Thank you. Okay, but in my defense, they only mention his middle name once ever <laughs> that's true that's true so and the fact that you were really close is, oh, is very I'm impressive so sad. i didn't think you, i didn't think you'd even be close to it so um before we move on to kind of the next part i will mention that you and i have talked in the past before about doing an office podcast yeah kind of similar to the ones that we've been listening to correct but every time we listen to it zoe thinks that we could do it better uh, because she is the office number one super fan it's as true. you've gathered from this podcast mm -hmm. so if that is something that you'd be interested in let us know and when i come back to the u.s we'll get it started because by the time <laughs> the next podcast comes around then i'll, I'll be back in scotland so it'll be a little while before it starts but let us know if it's something you're interested in and we'll we'll get it started Absolutely, I'd be happy to educate and share some of this absolutely useful knowledge that I have in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it'd be it'd be a good reason to watch The Office more often. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Please give me that excuse. Okay, so the final part uh, we're going to do, like everyone that comes on, so we've kind of said you're not a massive movie person. However, I know you do enjoy movies. So we're going to move on to... The greatest movie of all time. It's um, our final section for everyone that comes on here. Our current winner, and that's me right now with my movie, The Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. It beat out two movies mm -hmm. to get to the number one spot. Mm -hmm. So I'm the current champion. Oof. 
I need you to pick a movie that you think is better than The Shawshank Redemption. Okay. And tell me why. Okay. Well, okay. I would like to say that I am a big movie person. I love movies. I would just say that I'm not a big decision-making person. And so when I had to decide on a movie and only pick one movie... Um, it was very difficult for me, but I have decided on a movie that I don't think, well, it hasn't been brought up on this podcast yet, which is really surprising because I believe it's kind of one of the more popular movies, at least here in the U.S. I feel like most people have seen it. Um, so I'm going to pick Forrest Gump for my movie, actually. Um, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Forrest Gump, uh, shame on you, you need to go watch it immediately. It's a great film. It is kind of on the longer side. I don't know how much longer. I'd say like maybe two and a half. I might be exaggerating, yeah. but it is a it's little pretty, bit longer. It's long. A lot happens in it. Yeah. Well, in this movie, it's starring Tom Hanks, which I'm sure everyone knows who Tom Hanks is. He's amazing and absolutely phenomenal actor. Um, but this movie has it all. It honestly... It has so many funny moments. I cry every time I watch it. Good tears, bad tears. There's just a lot of emotion going on. I really like it because they manage to kind of intertwine a bunch of major historical events into the film. And somehow the main character just happens to be involved in all of these historical events. Um, Just for example, he ends up making a phone call for the Watergate scandal because he notices some lights are on in the nearby building and then, like, he ends up ratting out, like, President Nixon and everything. And it's just... He just plays a part in so many big events that take place in that time period, and it's just... Yeah, I mean, he... Well, he, he fights in Vietnam. Yeah. He, he's on the... He, he goes to the Olympics. Yeah, he goes to the Olympics for ping pong. It's He picked up ping pong when he was recovering because he was shot in the butt yeah. in Vietnam. And then while he's going through rehabilitation, he takes up ping pong just for fun and ends up competing <laughs> internationally. Yeah. And then he gets a medal, I think a medal of honor from yeah. President Johnson he, yeah, for he, it. He goes and meets the president he twice, meets, I think. He meets JFK. He meets... President Johnson, he meets Nixon. Um, I don't know if he meets Ford. I can't remember. Okay, okay. He meets a lot of presidents. He speaks at, um, it was a rally at Washington Monument. Yeah. The big, it was, I can't remember exactly what the name of the rally was, but he was speaking there. Um, he invested, I think he invested in Apple. Yeah. Ended up getting a ton of money. Yeah, and he's also like a star quarter, um, running back for... Yeah, he uh, gets a full ride to Alabama, I think. Which, and, which anyone that knows football, college football, that Alabama is one of the best teams that there is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, to be fair, it's a great movie. It really is. There's just... And there's a lot of good memorable quotes. Like, they have that life is like a box of chocolates quote. Yeah. But I think... I know... Growing up, I always really enjoyed that movie. Um, it's definitely a movie that I feel like they play a lot on TV. And if it's on, I always kind of watch it just because it's a feel-good 
movie for the most part. There's definitely some heavier scenes, but all in all, it's a really good movie. So that's going to be, I'm throwing it in the ring. I think it might be able to take on Shawshank. I will say I am a huge fan of Shawshank. I absolutely love that film, but I think that Forrest Gump stands a chance as well. I mean, the only thing I'll say in defense of Shawshank is that the last movie I came up against was Green Mile, which was a Tom Hanks movie. And now we're back up to Forrest Gump. I beat him once, I'll beat him again. I have no issues. I I think it's fair to say that Forrest Gump is one of his most memorable movies. His most memorable roles. Memorable isn't, memorable isn't always better, though. In this case, I think it is, so... So let's I guess we'll let the listeners decide. We sure will. Well, I think that's about all we have time for. I'd like to thank you again, Zoe, for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Bye.